What a wonderful, wonderful place to be and to share with you. And we turn now to Acts chapter 13 as, as we learn about what it was like to reach out into a community so, so long ago. I'll be reading from uh, verses 42 through 52. As Paul and Barnabas were leaving the synagogue, the people invited them to speak further about these things on the next Sabbath. When the congregation was dismissed, many of the Jews and devout converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas, who talked with them and urged them to continue in the grace of God. On the next Sabbath, almost the whole city gathered to hear the word of the Lord. When the Jews saw the crowds, they were filled with jealousy. They began to contradict what Paul was saying and heaped abuse on him. Then Paul and Barnabas answered them boldly, We had to speak the word of God to you first. Since you rejected it and do not consider yourselves worthy of eternal life, we now turn to the Gentiles. For this is what the Lord has commanded us. I have made you a light for the Gentiles, that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. When the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and honored the word of the Lord. And all who were appointed for eternal life believed. The word of the Lord spread through the whole region. But the Jewish leaders incited the God-fearing women of high standard and the leading men of the city, and they stirred up persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them from their region. So they shook the dust off their feet as a warning to them and went to Iconium. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. May God add his blessing to the reading, hearing, and living of his word. I love chapter 13 of Acts. It starts out with the work of the Holy Spirit, and it ends with the work of the Holy Spirit, and everything in between is filled with the work of the Holy Spirit. You see, they were worshiping and praying together, just like we are now. And the Lord spoke to them and said, send out. Paul and Barnabas. And so they gathered around him them and they blessed them. And the Lord, the Holy Spirit, it says, sent them out. In the next verses, it tells of their experiences at, at other locations and with other people and, and confronting uh, those that even had evil behind them. And then they were brought to Basidian, Antioch, where they went to the synagogue to worship. And as they were leaving, they were invited to share their thoughts. They gave a brief history lesson so the Jews would understand where they were coming from. And then they told them that Jesus was the Messiah, was and is and is to come. And they told them that he died for our sins. 
and that he lives again. And the people were amazed. And they asked them to return the next week and preach some more. And when they came back the next week, there were even more people. A crowd had gathered. People were hungry to hear the word of the Lord. But some Jewish leaders stood back and started to get jealous. Where were all the, these crowds when they preached? Why didn't they get so excited about the word that they offered them? There's lots of reasons to be jealous. And they knew that if Paul and Barnabas continued, that things would start changing and changing fast. And they didn't want that. And so they lied about them. They poured out lies and heaped on abuses. They gathered some of of the so-called righteous folks of the town to persecute Paul and Barnabas. And finally, they expelled them. But I love those those last two verses, that they kicked the dust off their feet, and they were filled with joy and filled with the Holy Spirit as they went on doing the work of Jesus Christ. Wow. You know, when somebody lies about me, when somebody pours abuses upon me, when someone persecutes me, and certainly I never went through what Paul and Barnabas went through, I feel broken and hurt. I feel, where's the justice in that? And I pout. They didn't. They were filled with joy. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And you know why. And so do I. Because they knew that someone there had heard them. Someone there knew Jesus because they had been witnesses. And they knew that God loved them. And no matter what those people behind said, God was with them. And Jesus was with them, and they had work to do in his name. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit as they went on. You know, Romans 8, 11 tells us that the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. Wow, I better clean up my act. Let's paraphrase that. Changing lives in you to lives in me. Can you say that with me? The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in me. Wow. So when we think we can't do this, when we think we can't launch, when we think we can't make it to church on Sunday, when we think we can't witness, when we think we can't share God's love, remind yourself of Romans 8, 11. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And because he lives, you can live too. 
And you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You know, it's never the end for those of us in Christ. Oh, some doors may shut, some locations may change, but our God's always the same. Our God is always there with us. John Wesley talked about sanctification, which is is after you give your life to God, that's that time that you continue to grow in faith. You know, giving your life to God, justification is in accepting Christ as Lord is just the beginning. And then we study the word, we fellowship with other Christians, we reach out to others in his name as we continue to grow. It's just the beginning. But Wesley says you never go alone because the Holy Spirit goes with you and guides you and leads you into truth. In these 30 days of discernment, that's what we're trying to find out, is the truth, the truth about who we are, the truth about what we believe in the Bible, about who we believe Jesus is, And the issue of sexuality comes only as a symptom of these two, because it depends on what you believe the Bible is and who you believe Jesus is. How do you come to the conclusion about the rest? That's what's dividing our church today, dividing the world today. Some believe that the Bible, that the church put together, the Bible. Someone said, we created the Bible, we can change it. Others say that God is wholesale and Jesus is retail. Let me unpack that for you. When they say God is wholesale, they mean God is for everyone who God is. God loves everyone and wants everyone to come to him through Jesus Christ. I believe that. But Jesus is retail? That is saying that Jesus is one way to come to God, but there are others. And it doesn't really matter which way you come to get there. They all roads lead to God. But then what do you do? When Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and you can only come to the Father through me. What do you do with that? What do you do when someone says that Jesus was just growing in faith in his his three years in public ministry, that he was, was not the rock of ages, but a clump of clay? to be molded and shaped and learned and just trying to figure out who he was in the sight of God. That's not the Jesus I know. That's not the Jesus I know. That's what's on the line, folks, as we pray and discern and decide what we're going to do.
I've personally decided to start doing these 14 days of prayer that, that start on the 14th. I've decided to fast. I'm going to have my coffee and water or you wouldn't want to be around me. But other than that, I'm taking a nutritional uh, supplement and I'm fasting. And I'm inviting the Holy Spirit. I'm begging the Holy Spirit to fill me with the answers. I'm reading and rereading scripture to hear what God is saying to me through it. Lord, we can't go into the 26th without knowing what God wants us to do. And that's why these 30 days are so important. On the 12th, I'll be uh, leading a book study. I'll, I'll lead it here. We wanted tables that we could set around because the book has 10 questions. And, and I'll present the 10 questions and, and the authors, uh, a few of the authors' comments. I'll summarize it. And then give you time to talk among yourselves. Usually, we encourage you to set with someone you don't know. This time, I think it's important to set at a table with someone who you're comfortable with sharing because we'll be talking about some very sensitive things. And so it's important that you feel safe and comfortable with who you're talking to. This book was written by Adolf Hansen, who is a theologian. He's, he's been a high leader in many of our United Methodist seminaries. And uh, he starts out by saying, I'm not trying to influence you. But in these questions, you have to decide for yourself. Is it time? This book was written about the time Bishop Coiner was retiring and Bishop Trimble was coming in, and they both got on a video on their line, and they requested that we take this book to the churches. And at a church that I was serving at that time, and Tina is here from that church today. It's such a blessing to have you here with me. Uh, tell you what, that book went off the shelves. And that Sunday school class was bigger than any I had led in that church before. They're tough questions. Because we want to love our neighbor. But we also want to be faithful to the word that we know as the word of God. So that's what we're exploring on the 12th. And I encourage you to be here. Then there are, uh, in the announcements, Bobby will lift up different uh, cottage meetings that are coming up, an opportunity for you to talk among your friends again about what's, what's happening, what's going on. Uh, they're all there. You can come to any or all of them you want to share. But don't come without inviting God to be with you to guide you, ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you because he will. He spoke to me this morning. So I lift you up in prayers. I lift up both campuses in prayers. It's a big decision. We're making this decision as one church. It's cool that we can still do this together.
I've been asked by several people downtown, you know, we need to know. We need to know what you and think and what Chad thinks. And Chad shared last Sunday his thoughts, and I'll share with you mine. I believe that the Bible is the word of God. It was written by people who know God with his inspiration and his guidance. And I believe that is all we need to know Jesus and to live by his, his direction. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God, one with God, that he was there. Oh, I, I love John. I love the book of John. If I was stranded on an island in the Pacific and it could only take one book of the Bible, it would be the book of John. You know, in the beginning was the Word. And all things were created through this Word. And then the Word became flesh and lived among us. Folks, that's Jesus, and I believe it. And I believe Jesus when he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one shall see the Father except through me. And I believe, believe it, when he said, I died, and behold, I'm still alive, and because I live, you shall live too. Jesus is my Lord. And there's no dollar sign. There is no job that will keep me from him, keep me from denying who he is and how he lives through the Holy Spirit in me. Jesus is my Lord. Is he yours? That's what we have to decide in these 30 days of discernment. Thanks be to God, and I love you all.